Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, good Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the Super Talk Network or online. Wherever you're tuned in, we're happy to have you. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Hattiesburg today. Kelly is back. Bob and Kelly. Luke will be out for a while. Opening segment. Sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to take your family for dinner and certainly a great place to cater. I just saw the Dickie's catering truck actually going down the road. So somebody's happy right now. Dickie's catered their event, and uh, Dickie's can do the same thing for you. Travis Higa is the director of the Pride of Mississippi Marching Band. He's going to be on the Eagle Hour later in the program. But right now, we, uh, we're happy to have Dima Mixon with us. Uh, this young man works for the Student Prince and for Big Gold Nation and covers Southern Miss football. And Dima, before we get into football, I- I'm just going to tell you, as an old journalism uh, graduate, I'm so happy to see young people in college getting real-world practical experience instead of you know professors thinking you can learn everything, sitting in a classroom listening to them and uh, – I think you guys are doing a really, really good job covering Southern Miss athletics, and uh, so I, I congratulate you on that. Uh, let's talk football. Some bad news uh, broke today, and I know you were there to cover it, and uh, the Golden Eagles have lost a defensive player for the year that I think, fair to say, they were leaning pretty heavily on. Yeah, um, you know, coming into fall camp, uh, I think it was day one, we, we noticed he wasn't out there. Uh, of course, we talked about Avery Hobbes. Um, was not on the practice field. Um, obviously, that was the first. I think that's the first question we asked Will Hall this fall was uh, why wasn't Avery Hobbs out there? Said it was a uh, non-football related medical injury. Um, so obviously, doesn't want to get into the specifics of of what that means because that's more of a personal issue to Avery. Um, so we haven't seen him uh, around. Uh, it was last week. Will Hall told us that. Um, he was back in Hattiesburg, but made it clear he was in Hattiesburg, not with the team. And then uh, today we saw him on the practice field, um, not in pads or anything, looked more like a coach. And then uh, on uh, in the press conference, Will Hall announced that he was out for the season. So pretty big blow, but thankfully they got some guys back there who will be able to fill that role, and he's going to stay on the coach uh, in, in similar ways that Swayze Bozeman and Hayes Maples did last season. Right, and we don't speculate about things. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of speculation as to what's wrong with him, but uh, time will tell, and uh, you know, I think that's up to him uh, to release uh, that information. All right, so give us, uh, give us your observation right now of practice. I know it's been a pretty intense week, and uh, what were your takeaways, Dima? 
Yeah, well, um, my main takeaway, so Latrell, Latrell Jones and uh, Jacarius Caston are uh, out right now. They're not. Uh, they're they're in concussion protocol. Will Hall always takes that very seriously. Um, with any time anybody gets any head injury or anything, they always take that very seriously. Nothing to be concerned about. They'll be back. I think uh, uh, Will said Caston's back Friday, then Latrell's back next next week sometime. But that's given the uh, younger receivers uh, some reps with Billy Wiles and Holman Edwards. Uh, talking about a guy like Tyquan Henderson, uh, you know he's six three two hundred from Canton, Mississippi. Uh, I, I feel like every single practice he makes an, an, a really good play, really good catch. I think he has probably the best route running ability out of everybody. Honestly, I mean he he can run routes uh, very well. Uh, another guy you might uh, might not know because he's a freshman is a uh, Javion Butler. They call him JJ. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman. He's uh, he's six uh, five two oh seven. So he's a tall guy. He's from Scott Central High School. Um, so both those guys were able to be out there and they're getting reps with you know Billy Wiles and Holman Edwards, and you're being and and they're really flashing. And then obviously Ty Mims is doing what he's doing, and then Brandon Hayes, who I think's had the best camp um, out of any of the receivers, uh, always seemingly beating his man. Uh, they're they're just I, I really noticed that they're really good in receiver even without uh, Caston and, and Jones in right now. And the uh, uh, offensive line uh, looks good. Uh, Billy and Holman, uh, probably the most unique quarterback competition that I've seen uh, in my three years here covering at Southern Miss. Right, Wilkie, as a quarterback that played last year, he hadn't been on the field this week as well. Is there any is there any information you can share about that? Yeah, uh, all we know about that was uh, Saturday. We saw him stretching uh, before the scrimmage. Somebody came out and told him something. He had to go off the field. Uh, and we haven't seen him since. Will Hall said it was a family issue that will take him away from the team for, for some time. There's no timetable on his return. Uh, I think uh, Will wants to keep that uh, kind of at that moment. And there's no reason to speculate beyond that uh, what, what that could be. So they should get him back. Um, but if it's something rather serious, I'm, I'm no, I know that Will Hall will, will say it. All right. Your, your opinion, is he, is he legitimately in the running uh, you know, battling for the starting job, or is is that pretty much going to be one of the two transfer quarterbacks? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think uh, it's definitely either Holman or, or Billy's job. And I actually think Ethan Crawford, uh, who's uh, the freshman out of Hillcrest High School, uh, he might be taking the number three job. Uh, Will Hall actually told us that last week. He was saying that he's kind of put himself in the in the making of the of the third string quarterback. So I, I think. I think what they really should do is, is redshirt uh, Zach Wilkie and, and, and keep him on for uh, perhaps another year or two um, because, you know, you kind of threw into the fire last year as a freshman going down to Miami and, and, and Detroit and all these games. Um, so he, he hasn't really had a redshirt opportunity, I don't think. So uh, maybe redshirt him this year and, and get him back in a couple of years because he definitely has the potential of being a great quarterback. But, no, I don't think he's, he's in running for a starting position. That's definitely either Holman or Billy. And, I mean, it's basically a toss-up right now. Yeah. Defensively, uh, the Golden Eagles were good last year, especially uh, at linebacker and on the defensive line of scrimmage. No reason to believe. And you're right. You don't want to lose anybody. But there's a lot of depth at linebacker. Appears to be a lot of depth at defensive line. I, I think safe to say that'll be the strength of the team again this year, yes? Yeah, I, I think they have a chance to be one of the best front sevens in the league. Um, obviously on the defensive end, Quentin Bivens is back. I mean, these are all guys that Southern Miss fans know. Quentin Bivens is back. Josh Ratcliffe is back. Kristen Booth is back. Jalen Williams, who I think might be, uh, he's, he might be 
third or fourth round NFL talent. I mean, he's going to be really good. Um, you know, he's the transfer from Arkansas. Everybody saw what he did last year alongside um, Dominique Quaywan. Um, and then, like you talked about with linebacker, obviously Hayes Maples and Swayze Bozeman, they're in linebacker. Uh, so, and, and TQ Newsom. And then, you know, with losing Hobbes, you'd think that, oh, man, you know, that, that seems like a big position. But, you know, Jaleel Clemens and Josh Carr Jr., both uh, veteran guys, played a lot of football, will be able to fill that spot nicely for Avery Hobbes. Obviously, you don't, like you said, you don't want to lose Avery Hobbes, but if you had to lose anybody in any position, you feel good about practically any space on the defense outside of the secondary. Got to build the secondary back up because you did lose some talent there. What are you seeing there? Yeah, I think uh, one name that Southern Miss fans better be getting to know real quick is Dylan Lawrence. Uh, he's 6'3", 200, the transfer from Mississippi State. He's back there with Jay Jones in safety position. This man is, uh, they call him Avatar. Uh, that's what they're, that the, the team likes to call him. He is big. He is, I think he might be the tallest, most physically imposing guy, safety, that I've seen at Southern Miss in quite some time. Um, he's uh, what we do on uh, our show. We talk about driving the bus for. And he's the defensive player I'm driving the bus for this season because he is imposing. Uh, and then for your quarterbacks, you know, Michael Carraway Jr. obviously back, Brendan Tolls back, uh, kind of getting your corners there. Uh, and then another guy who Southern Miss fans might want to start getting to know is MJ Daniels. He's the transfer from Ole Miss. He's another cornerback who's looked really, really good in practice. And uh, I think they they'll, they'll be. You know, it's not their most experienced position group, but you've got guys back there who've played a lot of football, so it's it's not like you're just throwing them into the fire. And, and last question, I mean, do, are we going to see somebody that can kick field goals under pressure? Yeah, they got two guys um, in, in Connor Gibbs um, and uh, the other player, uh, golly, I forgot his name, but uh, Andrew Stein is their place kicker for, for punter and punting. But yeah, they they look good uh, in both of those areas. They were running some uh, some special teams today for kickoffs and things like that. Um, and uh, it feels like Will Hall's pretty confident in their kicking abilities this season. Obviously, I think this is like one of the first times in a long time that they've lost. They lost both punter and kicker. I, I was trying to remember back to the last time that happened, uh, and I, I couldn't specifically remember a specific date. But it, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty big ta- tall task when he's got to replace both. But they got two guys who look pretty good in practice um, and uh, should should be fine in that position as well. Well, Damon, you're doing a good job covering Southern Miss Athletics. In fact, you have replaced the Hattiesburg American, which at one time, <laughs> back before you were born, did cover Southern Miss Athletics. But we don't need them. We got you, my man. And, uh, hey, if you're cool, we're going to call you some more and uh, bring you back on the show uh, more before the season starts and throughout the year, if you're cool with that. Hey, anytime I'm available, uh, I'd love to come on. I love the show. Enjoy it uh, a lot. So. We appreciate you, Dima. Dima Mixon, everybody, from the Student Prince and Big Gold Nation. Like I say, replace the Hattiesburg American. Do they cover anything? Oh, yes, they cover the SEC. I'm sorry. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Dima Mixon from the Student Prince and Big Gold Nation for joining us in the opening segment. Kid does really a great job covering Southern Miss athletics. But to show you how young some of these guys are now, Bob, I was telling Dima Mixon about the drink Zima back in he the day. He had no idea what you were talking about. No, no, he had to Google it, and so I started calling mm-hmm. him Zima Mixon, and uh, yeah, yeah. he didn't even know well, that. Well, they it, do do a good job, and, and it is good to see kids out actually doing practical work instead of sitting in a classroom and listening to a professor. That's how you learn to work in the media, and uh, they're certainly doing that. And with all due respect to professors, it doesn't anything, hands-on training is the best way to go. Better than professors. <laughs> Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsors this segment of the show, and we're glad they do. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, also a big sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and Miss Kathleen is really one of our very favorite people. They've got all the best Southern Miss swag right there on Hardy Street. You live out of, out of town, even out of state, and listen to the show, you can just go to campusbookmark.net and uh, buy your stuff. They'll deliver it right to your front door. Also, I want to thank the Noel Daniels Motor Company and uh, remind you that you can buy a new Icon golf cart from Noel Daniels and have it delivered anywhere that you're hearing this show today. For just $99, they carry electric vehicles for all your needs around the neighborhood, the farm, and, yes, the golf course. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or anywhere in the Magnolia State for 99 bucks. Great inventory. Always give you the best deal regardless. Just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop online at noeldaniels.cars. Okay, return engagement. Travis Higa, director of the Pride of Mississippi. Cody Egerton, the assistant director. Always glad to have these guys in the studio. And uh, so, Travis, let me start with you. Football players are not the only ones getting ready. There's a a bunch of band kids out there working hard as well. A bunch of band kids working really, really hard right now. We spent the last few days getting things ready. I think this is our second third full day uh, with the Pride of Mississippi. And we've already gotten pregame on the field, and we're going to keep learning more. And you've actually got two different shows that you're preparing now, uh, Travis. You've got because you're splitting time with all the Alcorn Band mm-hmm. in the opener, so it'll mm-hmm. be kind of a two for one deal. So a shorter presentation by the Pride, but then the full show will actually be kind of unveiled against Tulane. Yeah, right, right. Tulane will do the full show, um, and throughout the entire season, we learned this year. You know, even with that combined show, we're doing six different halftime shows for each home game so whenever you come to a home game you'll see something different at halftime wow and you're bringing in the uh, the all-star high school kids too kind of, that's used not only uh probably the biggest as a recruiting tool mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yes as a recruitment tool but also a way for everyone to have the college game day experience that usm has to provide to, to provide and experience what we have to offer but it's a great way for these high school students to see what college marching band is like what the pride of mississippi is like and help them you know be a part of the game day atmosphere all right so cody you guys have to when you put this music together how do you decide specifically and what have you guys decided upon for this fall yeah, the music selection. Um, this uh, first game, we've got a soul, 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 soul show, and um, we've got different selection tunes. Um, uh, Proud Mary, um, the late uh, Tina Turner. Yes, saying that. Yes, yeah. So we're happy to have some of that stuff. Uh, Travis, help me out. What else we got here? 
Yeah, for that first game, we have Soul Man, and then we also have uh, Bruno Mars, Lizzo Medley that we're playing with the All South Marching Band, 350 students. So it'll be a fun time. We have um, for our third show uh, versus Texas State, September 30th, we are featuring uh, an internationally renowned brass quintet called the Boston Brass. Um, some of my su- musical superheroes, and they'll be coming to Hattiesburg and performing an Earth, Wind, and Fire show with us. Man, Earth, That'd Wind, good. yeah, you can't go wrong with Earth, Wind, mm-hmm. and Fire. Now, what I didn't hear is I didn't hear In a God of the Vita, Iron Butterfly, or Smoke on the Water from Deep Purple. Now, Bob, yeah, are you just holding up, holding out on us, guys? Is that what it now, is? Now you're getting, they're they're going to have to Google that, Bob. <laughs> that, but, that's planning for we have to research for next year. But Travis, with all due respect, I think Bob would probably have to Google Bruno Mars. Well, that's a NASA. That's a NASA program, isn't it? No, no, it has no, nothing to do no. with planets. Oh, it has anything to do with the planets? Although. Bruno Mars's talent is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. oh. well, I'm sure glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really is. I think Bruno Mars is one of the most talented human beings ever. I yes, just, uh, he, he. I think he's, he's great. I'm a fan of his music a lot, so I, I listen to him on my on my my workout playlist for sure. So when you when you guys you choose any number of different things, how do you decide? Yes, this is what we're going to go with. I like this. Yeah, that's a uh, it's a good thing because it happens behind the scenes and it's not always you know it's not always talked about. But one of the big things that we talk about is connecting with audiences and connecting with uh, students. So in the case of this first show, you know we have these high school students who are coming by. We wanted this something that was going to be popular that they might recognize and that they want to be a part of. Um, but then also something that's going to apply to everyone in this in the um, in the audience. So connecting with some of the students, connecting with some of the fans. That's really our big thing. It's connecting. Do, do you ever think? And I and I do. I I really mean this with all due respect. Do you ever think that we'll get to a time in the future where you you'll be on an interview saying our halftime show will be a tribute to Fifty Cent and Lizzo? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's an interesting question. You know, a lot of that is happening now. We've got Lizzo in the in the charts this year, and a lot of the music that is popular now that is being played, and it's being played more. And I I really like that when you can pair that up with other tunes that are from other generations, and you have this. Uh, in this case, our soul show is happening across a generation. It's not just pop, but it's going um, back in time a little bit as well. So approaching the shows that way and appealing to a wider group, I think, is a real good way to go. Your first day back, and you actually bring up Lizzo as half. Well, I know she's one of your favorites, Bob. That's why I wanted to... Is there some more fair you could attend? Maybe you could... Uh... Hey, I brought you back some he Iowa sweet some corn. some corn back. Yeah. yeah. Still, still in the husk. Yeah. Kelly's but, been rubbing elbows with the Trumpster up yeah, there. Yeah, I got a picture Iowa. with uh, the Donald up there. So, Travis, before the actual opener, though, Southern Miss fans are being invited to Southern Station for a yes. big extravaganza. Tell yes. us about that. So we have our Pride Preview performance, which is what we do annually. Uh, that is on August Friday, August 25th at Southern Station at Spirit Park on campus. A uh, great venue to um, watch the Pride, uh, see and hear what we have been working on this entire time since preseason or preseason began. So you see things like our preseason music, or you hear it, I should say. Um, we'll give a sneak peek of our shows that we've been working on. You hear some of the band rah-rahs and cheers that you'll hear in the stadium as well. So you can everyone can get pumped up for our first game day the following week. And that's a week from this coming Friday, August twenty mm-hmm. fifth. So you might be headed out to a high school game or whatever that night, as that's the the public school opener mm-hmm. for most of the area. But uh, but you'll be able to take in the pride as well. A food truck might 
is going to be there and you yes, can kind yes. of pull up a chair and uh, pull up a, you, you everyone can pull up a chair and enjoy some music for about an hour and just get excited for college game day on campus. Like Travis, it's a cool 90 degrees here today in Hattiesburg. It does almost seem like winter. It felt fantastic this yeah, morning when we're all on the field. You're not kidding. But that's probably not going to last. And uh, I, I like to ask the hard-hitting questions mm-hmm. on this show. How hot is it in a band uniform when it's mm-hmm. 90 degrees? It, it is pretty hot. The, I think you know, we have all these devices this year that we're keeping track of all this heat, and we're, we're trying to make sure that we're taking care of the students. So we've got some devices that you know factors in the real feel, factors in the wind, it factors in the humidity. So we're seeing some temperatures on that field that get pretty high up there, but we got to keep in mind that we're um, giving students breaks and that we're taking care of them. And I think this year they're really respecting that, and they really uh, appreciate these efforts that we're doing to take care of them. You know, this, the times that you guys have been on the show, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but to put it into a football context, I mean, Coach Will Hall say, well, our offense is looking good. Our de- the secondary is not real good with our <laughs> defense or whatever. We need to clean that up. Are there any parts of the band that, that you're not really happy, not picking out any one person, but any section of the band that needs to pick it up a little bit. Is it the is it the horns? Is it the percussion? What lay it on us, Travis? Who needs to step it up a little bit here? Oh man, <laughs> oh man. Now I, I will say, you know, as of right now in, in preseason, uh, keep in mind we've only seen the full band yesterday yeah. uh, afternoon at three thirty p.m. was the first time that we got to hear the entire band perform together all at once. Okay. So this is a real early evaluation, and of course, there's still a lot for us for every section. I would say, to um, to improve upon. And we're just at the very starting stages, so it's hard to make those evaluations. But what I can tell you is that this year the band is back stronger than ever. We have, I mean, we have 18 sousaphones. The, our band inventory is 20, so we're using pretty much all of our equipment. The drum line is, has been um, learning their beats and cleaning everything up and getting ready for all the performances coming up soon. So uh, I know I'm not really answering the question, no, but, but how, we're so early. How many members strong are we now? Right now we're at about 290 members, just just under 300. Um, but it's, 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 it's a lot bigger um, than the previous years, and we keep, we're, we keep on growing upon it. Well, and good news. It, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the uh, the... I want to back up to the Drum Corps International show that was mm-hmm. at Southern. Remember, Bob? They were on here. Mm-hmm. Record numbers, right, Cody? That actually yeah. showed up. That was a great night. It really was. It was. It was a muggy one, but we uh, we really enjoyed the turnout. Lots of people came out to support, and lots of school groups. You know, that's something that we really enjoy this whole experience this fall, and we bring out high school students here as well as we enjoy getting people to the stadium. And I got to tell you. They were very complimentary of the show. The show staff through DCI, they love coming to The Rock and performing at The Rock. It's a great venue for that, and people who come and visit, and they drive a long ways to come out and watch the show. They have real complimentary things to say. 5,000 people, Bob. 5,000. Can you stick around a little longer? All right, we've got uh, Travis Higa, Pride, uh, Pride of Mississippi director, and Cody Egerton, the assistant director. Glad to have the guys uh Back in the studio, remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I did sneak in your house while you were gone, and Alexa played it for me. Well, that just tells you she's still upset. Yeah. Story of your life. Isn't every, every woman. We'll be back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, uh, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, 4th Street Bar and Grill. They take up the middle section of our program. 4th Street, great place to have lunch. Uh, Friday would be the best day, my recommendation. That's Catfish Day, but it's good every day. And uh, you can be sure that uh, the next Southern Miss Athletic event will be on all the TVs at 4th Street, and Slade and his guys will make sure that you have a good time. Travis Higa is the director of the Pride of Mississippi. Cody Egerton is the assistant director. Travis, let me ask you this. We we talked to a, a young reporter at the start of the show, and he's talked about football practice and how the guys are out here, and Kelly and I take turns going out and interviewing them. So we have a good idea of how much practice time players, football players, put on the field. But give us give us an idea of, of the practice schedule and and grind for members of the Pride. Yeah. You know, I, the, the Pride of Mississippi uh, rehearses a lot, practices a whole lot, especially the, the week before school starts. So we just had the entire band back yesterday on Monday for the first day where they had to do auditions, find out where they are in each section, get placed and ranked there. And then beginning um, last night, you know, we, we are learning and, and learning new shows, learning a whole new book of music. So we're out on the field starting at 8 a.m., uh, especially with this heat, you know, it's it's much cooler in those in the morning hours. So we're yeah, it's all only like ninety. Eight. It's yeah. only ninety, but it feels like <laughs> sixty. Um, and then we go all the way until ten p.m. to just use the the later nights, the night the night hour to rehearse a whole lot and be productive so, so you come back at night and practice absolutely again? and actually so as as we're speaking here right now all of our students are indoors working in sectionals having music rehearsal learning all their music so that we have a morning block an afternoon block and an evening block where they're here for from about 8 a.m to 10 p.m throughout the entire week and that goes Good. until sunday as our last day of preseason camp and they start classes on Monday. So we're putting in a ton of hours right now to prepare for the, so the football experience. P. W. Underwood must be rolling over in his grave to think that the that the Pride has three a days in preseason <laughs> yeah. and the football team can't even have two a days anymore. Well I think you break the band into three sections. Is that is that the way it works or is everybody Everybody's everybody's there at wow. this time. So you're learning the music inside, though. Correct. Yes, we're yeah. learning the music. We have to learn the marching, and the marching is, is broken down even further because we have a bunch of really talented students in the region and at, at Mississippi. Uh, but we all have different marching styles from wherever we come from. So because we're a part of this unit, we have to march in the same style. Or when we're out of the football field, you see different styles of marching. So we have to reteach kind of what we do here, and then. That's just the marching component. Then there's the music component where we have to learn all of the music. And for some of these students, they're learning and memorizing upwards of 50 different songs. Hmm. And some of that's halftime. Some of that's the stands tunes that we play at each football game. So there's a whole lot that happens that over the course of seven days that everyone needs to learn and acclimate and perfect. And how do you coordinate that with the Dixie Darlings? Because they hmm. perform with you. Yes, they do. And so they're with us. Uh, they started a a few days before the entire band got back here, but they've been working with our uh, amazing Dixie Darling director, Miss Tracy Smith, and she's a former DD alum as well and was a captain. She's been teaching, teaching the team for about 20 years now, and they're there learning their routine, perfecting everything that they do on and off the field because um, they represent our group in such a huge way. And so they've been practicing all day, the same hours that we do as well, along with the feature twirlers and the color guard, the drum line, etc. So Cody Edgerton, is, music is one thing, but the choreography or the, or the design yeah. of the marches themselves, 
How is that developed? Where does that come from? Or do you guys have to know all of this? Yeah, that's a great question. So this all, it used to be pen, pencil and paper and charting it out almost like you had these old pictures. It looks like they're doing, you know, doing military formations. But that's how it used to be, and it would be all handwritten. Now it's all software. It's on computer, and it's these programs that takes a lot of time and effort to learn. But then once you press play, it'll do all the moves for you. And then that information goes electronically to the students. And we actually have a program where students are able to watch their moves and all their dots and everything right there on their phones so that uh, the process for learning gets really quick. Wow, that's the, the smart the – smart, so my flip phone – would, I don't, would, yeah, you, you might not hack it in a rehearsal today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would. But. Plus, you have to walk and do things like that in, in band rehearsals, Kelly. Is there, is, there, is there anybody, like the keyboardists, they don't have to march, right? The people on the sidelines? Yeah, that's true. That's true. We, as a, as a, the, the Pride, we don't have um, keyboardists on the sides. We ha- do have the drum line, and we have everybody moving. So everyone's moving around, and, and Color Guard, and, and Dixie Darlings, and everyone. So when you guys, you're using the, the all-star band coming in for, like, the game against Texas State, I think. The, is that right? Tulane. Tulane. The Tulane, Tulane game, the high school kids are coming in. Okay. So... How do you know from all of the band kids all over the state, how do you know who is the cream of the crop and who the kids you try to target to come to Southern Miss? Yeah. Um, we Whatever I look for a student, I am looking, um, you know, us as, as teachers, we can always teach people to be better marchers and be better musicians, but I'm always looking for, for the effort, the attitude. So whenever we're, they're on campus and we're working with them, if this kid has a great attitude and they're willing to work and put in the time and effort, that's something that we can teach them. We can teach them the music. We can teach them how to march. We can teach them to um, get in a formation. Um, but that all stems from the attitude that they show whenever we first interact with them. And Travis, they are scholarship to, to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. All, the, all the band members? Yes, we're, we're extremely fortunate at USM where we have a, a service award that we're able to offer students. Um, and it's I, call, I like calling it a service award, even though that's what it's called, but they do provide a huge service to the university, to what we do as a community here in Hattiesburg. So they provide a huge service for the university and for what we do. They are being recognized for it, as well as they get to have these awesome opportunities as a part of being with the Pride. Yeah, now, Travis, we had this discussion last year. I'm hoping you've settled this. <clears throat> I think I speak for a lot of football fans. When we come to the game, we come to watch the football game and hear the Pride. Mm-hmm. So during breaks in the game, we want to hear the band. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to hear loud, blaring music over the PA system, Mm -hmm. we would go to a bar. We're there to hear the pride. Mm-hmm. Are, are you taking care of this for us, Trevor? We are hoping to play way more as well, and we actually have a few more tunes in our folder Good. that I think that the, everyone will love hearing in the stadium. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to playing more, um, working with, with our marketing team there, and uh, getting Good. getting everyone hyped up for the games. And you Good. are traveling this year as well, Travis. Yeah, give what, us an update what, there. What road games? Yeah. Yes, we'll be, you know, we'll be traveling to uh, South Alabama, um, uh, next up will be Mississippi State and Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, I think we're going to need you at all three of those road trips. I think we're going to need all the support. But we can fifty get. songs they have to learn, Bob. Well, I mean, I admire so. these kids. I, I think that I think they they live in the shadow, so to speak. Everybody's focused on oh, the football team's working so hard. I believe the kids in the band mm-hmm. are working just as hard 
and are just as important. What would a college football game be without your band? Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I agree. And and as evidenced by the fact that some 5,000 people went out and saw the DCI competition in very hot and humid temperatures tells you that there's a, there's a real love for that type of entertainment. It's a huge part of the college football tradition. But no see, question about but, it. But, but learning 50 songs, though, Cody and Travis, it, that one advantage of going to a, a – Lizzo 50 cent show is they'd probably only have to learn about two songs <laughs> yeah, the, the best of 50 cent and Lizzo one song each or if you just play Inagata De Vida you'd only need one song the whole halftime because it lasts 27 it minutes 27 Bob. minutes long yeah we, oh, yes. yeah so do you have you guys even heard of Iron Butterfly Inagata De Vida come on let's hear it guys we know you have we know you know <laughs> No. Let me tell you, back in the day of early days of radio, when you worked in music radio, it was the, it was the song that you put on when you wanted to go have a cigarette break or you needed to do something different, like a quick lunch or something like that. Cigarette break is that? Uh, then it got the Davidas. A left-handed cigarette. Twenty-seven break, minutes long. <laughs> yeah, left-handed cigarette. No. Will you guys at least Google that when you get yes. home and see if you yes. think you could maybe work that into it before the year's over? Okay, so we wanted to set the table again for the for the uh, Friday night mm-hmm. the unveiling of the halftime show at Spirit Park. That's yes. this Friday. Uh, week, Friday. Week from Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday, August twenty-fifth, six p.m. at Southern Station in Spirit Park at, on the USM campus. I'm gonna go to that. It well, I was going to say, if, if it happens to rain or something, where can people follow the Pride on social media and That's all that? That's a great question. We have our social media accounts, uh, our Facebook account, uh, at Pride of, uh, Pride of Mississippi. We also have an active Instagram account. Uh, I think it's we, also Pride of Mississippi as we, well. Yeah, we, I'm sure we could, mm-hmm. could search that. But, I mean, do the, if, if there's any change yes. in the schedule and so on, that's the first place that's to That's the first place to look. Um, to, to look on our social media accounts and we can let you know if there's going to be a delay or if it's unfortunately canceled. But given the weather that it's been, I think it'll be a nice and sunny day. And we're working on getting pride clothes like polo shirts and things like that out there, right, to help promote the pride. Uh, yes, I, that's a dream of mine that I would love to keep. I would love to keep working on for sure. And on September the 2nd, the best band on the field will be the pride of Mississippi. Absolutely. There's no question. Hey, you guys do a great job. I think we've made made it clear how we feel and that we just think it's so important. I, I just think it's so vital to the atmosphere of college football games. And uh, thank you guys for all the hard work you and your kids do. Thank Cody you. and Travis, thanks for coming, you guys, thank to, you. to you the guys, top. Thank you for and having I us. And I give you my word, the next time you come, Kelly will not be in the studio, guys. <laughs> I, I promise you that. We well, have fun on this show, Bob. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. 
How about a great dessert? Mo Bay Beignet Company. It's the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. They're open seven days a week. They're on Hardy Street. It is the, you know, it is the site of the famous Luke Johnson six beignets in two minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, and what is the topping? Have you been down there this month? No, you know? I, Excuse me. There. Uh, yeah, the summertime, the late summer topping. You know, we're getting into the, starting to slowly work our way into the fall. And that's, that's always my favorite. Yeah. Oh, baby, yeah, great place. Great, great desserts. Also, I want to thank D1D Bath uh, for their sponsorship of our show, State of the Art Training, as you know. And uh, we're just grateful. Uh, if you got kids playing baseball or softball, get them enrolled at DBAT, and uh, we, we know you're going to be happy. You know, Kelly, I got up this morning, and when I first get up, I like to go sit on my back porch with radio. And uh, Not the radio, listeners. My radio. My His dog. dog is named Radio. And, man, I felt, some, I felt the fall in the air this morning. No humidity was it there. It felt really, really good. So, hey, Kelly's just back from the Iowa State Fair, been out there rubbing elbows with the Trumpster and all kinds of guys. And uh, so tell us, what what's it like out there? It looked pretty cool. It was uh, it was a day like today, as far as the cloud cover goes, 70 degrees really? at the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. And there will be 1.2 million people that will go through the turnstiles mm-hmm. at the Des Moines, at the fairgrounds in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, it's just, to me, it's just such a slice of Americana, Bob, because, you know, all the people from these little towns of, you know, Albia and Woodbine and, you know, all these little towns in Iowa, and they all come in and they mm-hmm. their, their kids are showing their steers and sheep and swine, wow. you know, and these kids... Because we're always, I think a lot of people our age are quick to criticize, you know, small kids these days and younger people. Of course, we created that by spoiling them rotten. But these kids that grew up on these farms, you know, a lot of them, fourth graders are out there showing their sheep and swine and, and cat. And these kids have to get up at 530 in the morning to make sure that their animals are, are fed and cared for. And then they go about their school day. Then they have to come back. They have to shampoo the animals, you know, comb out the tails and uh, the, the effort that go and the discipline that these kids have to learn by taking care of these beautiful animals is really They're something wonderful to see. Kids, they right? are great kids, respectful, you know. And we think down here everything is sir and ma'am, and that's good. But but you see a lot of those farm kids too. You know, it's it's yes sir. And um, yeah. I was talking to a 15 year old, a 15 year old kid. In Iowa, talking about he and his dad revised their irrigation system so that they could increase the yield of their corn from 284 bushels an acre to 361 bushels an acre by refiguring their Mm -hmm. irrigation system because their land wasn't level and the rain... There wasn't getting as much rain to the top of their cornfield as the bottom because of the runoff. This is a 15-year-old kid that talked about increasing yeah. the yield. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, those those kind of kids are the salt of the earth, and uh, their families they come from hard-working families, not yes. out not out looking for a handout, not right. looking for a government grant. Right, they get up seven days a week, and people. I had a little association with with farming in the Delta through my wife's family, and. Uh, you know, those those people work seven days a week, man. I mean, that is those that ki- is never ending work. And, and the dairy the dairy farmers and the dairy kids, you know, those cows are given milk whether it's Thanksgiving or not. Correct. You know, whether it's Christmas Day, you got to be up at five thirty in the morning, and you got to be out there at five thirty at night to milk those animals. And uh, it's it's just really good to see. And the weather was okay. impeccable just to get out of the heat. Uh, Kelly set up the interview yesterday. If you heard the show we did with the beat writer for the Redskins or the Commanders in Washington, and 
I told you this off there, but I, w- I wanted to get your comment on the air about this. He told me that there's a petition now, about 100,000 signatures as of this morning, people asking the new ownership of the Washington franchise to change the name back to the Redskins. Native American groups are asking. It's a, it's a really a surprising movement. But here's what he said. It doesn't matter. Because unless Pepsi and FedEx are willing to write, keep writing them big multi-million dollar checks, that is far more important to the NFL than what the fans think. Monitor, follow the money in everything in life. And it's sad to say it, but it's true. Do you think that Bud Light, for example, would have done anything to change their ways had America not hammered them in the pocketbook right. the way that they did? Right. That is the way capitalist that's the only vote you really have is don't spend money on but how sad to hear that they really don't care what the fans think they care about the corporate money well but again bob are they any different than anybody else well they're not but i'm just saying the whole thing is a sad commentary yeah but i mean you even get baptist preachers for example never go to a smaller church they never do never call to a smaller church right (laughs) that's right with less money (laughs) they're never called to a smaller church with less money you're exactly right so i mean and those are those are the good folks right so i mean when you even got preachers chasing money right uh, all right in closing a great uh, reception last night for retired baseball coach scott berry really had a good time being there and and was glad that that i could attend that Uh, reminder that we have a full hour uh, with Scott this Friday at one o'clock, uh, we think it's a. We've recorded the interview. Actually, you want to know why Scott Berry retired? Listen Friday at one o'clock, and and you'll have a much better idea. And just uh, I thought a great conversation with a great man, and uh, that'll be Friday. But Kelly and I'll be back tomorrow. Glad you're back, Kelly. Until tomorrow at one o'clock, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into Talk Mississippi Media Production.